Welcome to The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. Welcome to The Struggle is Real, a podcast by Family Bridges. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Veronica Avila, and with me as always is... On this side, Omar Ramos. Thank you so much for checking us out again today. The podcast for today is titled Raising the Brainy Child. To talk more about this, we have our resident expert, Dr. Alicia Laos, clinical psychologist, CEO of Family Bridges, and of course, co-author of The Struggle is Real, Doctora. Thanks for joining us. Very happy to be here. And of course, we also have a special guest. His name is Mike Okendo. We know him as Mikey O. Mikey O. That's right. He's a <laughs> father, entrepreneur, and a comedian. Mike, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, I am a Chicago homegrown Puerto Ricano from uh, Logan Square. I am a father of a uh, 26-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son. I have been doing comedy shows in Chicago for the last 15 years, both here locally and, uh, and across the country, and uh, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me this morning. Awesome. Thank you for being here, and sorry about all that exercise that we made you do <laughs> yeah. this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will tell that. you again, I will not do this show again. <laughs> it is way too much exercise, <laughs> and there was no food at the top, okay? <laughs> there is no food at the top. No men beating, okay? <laughs> Next time, right. we'll, we'll take the elevator. That's it, yeah. Well, hopefully. Well, there's an elevator? There's an elevator. The, the elevator wow. doesn't even want to come this high. The elevator, <laughs> even the elevator was like, I quit. You don't know my Too many ups and downs. Anyway. This is going to oh be fun. Yeah. Well, I have a question for you guys. Have any of you pressured your kids to be a straight student or do something that you really want them to do? Mike, you? Yeah, I have. I don't know that I've pressured him, but I have certainly explained the importance mm -hmm. of excelling academically. That's as, important. You know, I think that that's really what I do more than anything else. I, I push that hard, yeah, with no exceptions. I've seen that on your, on your yeah. social media feeds, mm -hmm. especially also for, for parents and their accountability. Yeah, because I, I want the listening audience to know I... Well, let me just tell you, I have been asked not to come to speak when they see some of my posts on parental accountability. I want to explain that parental accountability only means simply this, stay involved, get involved, and be involved. That's it. And sometimes that's not possible for every parent. So mm -hmm. I also believe in helping parents who are not able for whatever reasons, financial mm -hmm. or social issues or whatever, stay accountable, become accountable. So yeah. I'm not about making mothers feel bad or parents feel bad mm -hmm. about where they're at. But I am a strong proponent that primero la familia. And uh, I, you know, get a little bit crazy when I start seeing, <laughs> well, it's the mayor's fault. It's the system's fault. It's the teacher's fault. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm good with that. But if the parent is present... That's a really good step. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on my, on my side, and I think uh, Mikey just mentioned something very important the accountability. You know, for example, in my situation, my daughter doesn't live with me, but I am there for her. And I've never necessarily pressured her to excel in school, but I've talked to her about my situation, how I grew up, and how my parents were kind of not really there as well, and how I had other people kind of come to my life and help me push through my academic career and the benefits of being involved, being engaged in school, getting your homework done. And if you can't understand something, reach out to me, or I can always take her to someone that could help her break down mm -hmm. whatever it is that she doesn't understand. So that's part of being, you know, that whole accountability thing. So yeah, I mean, I try not to pressure her because of the situation that we're in, but I do try to engage with her to make her feel comfortable so that whatever else that she has to do at school becomes not that hard for her as well. So encouragement, very mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I am all for making sure that our kids finish what they start, mm -hmm. whether it's 
a 1,000 piece crossword puzzle, you know, that seems like, gosh, that's so mean for little kids. Mm -hmm. But my idea is you start at that. You're not going to open a new thing until Mm -hmm. you finish that. And so, you know, I want them to finish that and do it well. But I'm a lot about finishing what you start. Yeah. Because I guess I see so many times that the task is too hard. And as parents, we give up Mm -hmm. too easily and we say, oh, it's okay. And and then we're not really preparing them for life because things are going to be hard and you have to finish what you start. We're all very good at starting things. Mm -hmm. But are we have a deficit in this country and our nation of finishing well. Yeah. Well, we have a big job at, at hand. Why don't we go into our first kit? Yes, we're going to go ahead and uh, present uh, Mikey O. Listen up. This is called The Child Genius. Strong. Strong. S-T-R-O-N-G. Strong. Yes, Jonah, that's it. <laughs> Six in a row. How do you feel? Good. What's better than good? Great. That's right. You got this? Yeah, I got this. Yeah, you do. Come along, Rafaela. Sit. Yes. Prepare. <laughs> you can spell prepare, Jonah. I'm prepared. Pyroloxia. Are there any alternate pronunciations? Pyroloxia and pyreloxia. Country of origin, please? It's made up of two Greek parts. Pyroloxia. P-Y-R-R-H-U-L-O-X-I-A. Pyroloxia. Correct. Rest. Whoa. You're quite the speller there, kiddo. Yes. Your daughter's really something for, um... What is it? She looks so young for high school. Mm, Raphael is in the fourth grade. What? Uh... Well, my Jonah here actually is in the fourth grade, too. Oh? It's our first spelling bee. Just sort of, you know, getting a a feel for the whole thing. Could I see those flashcards you got by any chance? No can do, I'm afraid. Prepared them myself. Wouldn't want to give anyone an unfair advantage. It's just a friendly competition, isn't it? Mm, That's one word for it. Rafaela, come along. Let's hydrate. Okay, well, um, good, good luck out there. Same to you. All right, Jonah. Let's um. Oh God, let's uh, let's let's try some new words, shall we? Okay. Um, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. We never practiced that. Uh uh uh. You cannot say that on stage. Just just give it a try. Sound it out. Brilliant. Brilliance. Uh, B R I. Brilliant. B R I L Y A N T. Brilliant. No, wrong. No. Listen again. Brilliant. Brilliant. I don't know it. Br- brilliant! Okay, so we're back. Uh, sticky situation going on. Uh, we heard uh, two fourth graders getting ready for a spelling bee. Jonah. Who has uh, was with his dad and Rafaela with her mom, Mina. Rafaela was obviously prepared for a high old level spelling bee. As a result, Jonah's dad, Ed, felt the pressure and was even becoming frustrated by his son's misspelling at the end. What's the underline here, Dr. Alicia Los? What's going on here? Lots of things, but Jonah, the dad of Jonah, is obviously now feeling the competitive spirit and doing a little bit of comparison, going, oh, my 
like it's not up to par and I'll let me step up the step up the scenario and standard, yeah. the standard and try to try to make that happen and obviously that you know the mom on the other hand of the other of the other was it Rafaela she was obviously way in the other extreme mm-hmm. I mean talk about taking this seriously and there's a lot of parents out there that you know that take this with kids very young and they're very serious about it and they start training them like the military for these tasks that are ahead and mm-hmm. that's usually the kind of situation that ends later on in the clinic with kids who end up dealing with anxiety and depression it's more the Rafaela situations that mm-hmm. you end up seeing mm-hmm. I can't begin to tell parents how many times we see that because that kind of pressure after the kids hit a certain age it gets old it gets tiring and it wears out on their spirit we need to be careful about putting in our own expectations our own hopes and ambitions on our kids and wanting them to perform something that we had our own dreams or our own ideas of what they should be need to be careful with that. Hmm. Definitely affecting the child. There's competition. Everything seemed friendly. And then dad saw that this lady was very competitive. So he tried to go for that. Have you ever experienced something like that? Well, you know, I'm a big believer. And I think everybody at this table remembers the funny professor or remembers the funny teacher. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a firm believer that what you learn through joy you never forget. And I always try to keep the learning environment as happy as possible, as fun as possible. Sometimes my son will bring homework home and I will look at this and I will say, I am dumb. I don't even know where to begin helping him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> OK, yeah. but uh, he's not going to see that in me because I don't want to see that in him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, we figure it out and we call mom, who's brilliant, or we'll call one of my aunts. We'll call my cousin Hector. We'll call somebody. Uh, <laughs> but we'll get through this homework and we'll get through these problems. And um, we don't do that. I've taught my son. I'm going to tell you, and uh, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging. My son is 10 years old. He's had one B in 10 years. Wow. One, one in 10 years. And uh, in all of his classrooms, he is always the kid who helps. That's what I would like to see. But I think that what that is, is that I think that he has learned that it's only homework. Yeah. Hmm. We'll get through it. And you're not smarter than me and I'm not smarter than you. I just happen to get it, you know, by working. You see what I'm saying to you? Yes. Yeah. yes and so yes. what you learn through joy, you know, you never forget. I always tell speakers that when they're speaking, what should I do? What should I say? Start with something funny. Because what you learn through joy, you hardly ever forget. I remember all my co- Mr. Mr. Jones at Lakeview High School, funny teacher. I remember him, and I could see him right now lecturing, right? Making the uh, homework or the competition about yourself as a parent, uh, yeah, I'm out. You know what I mean? I'm out. You know, that's a guy that I, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm out. And it's, that's a good thing. You're focusing on your child. Yeah. Well, and as a child, I'm under pressure. I'm going to let the teacher down, but now I'm going to let this guy down. Mm-hmm. And I got to go home to this guy. Mm-hmm. I got to deal with this guy every day. Yeah. This is this is my jefe, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. He's upset. Mm-hmm. And if I don't get this right, she's upset. And then after after that, then you're going to have to end up going to somebody like Dr. Laos. Because yeah. we have some other <laughs> yeah. issues. No, but seriously, I think yeah. you mentioned something really important. If you don't always have to know everything, no, you get the resources. You, yeah. you go call whoever you need to call. But then that takes the pressure off the child. Yeah. And I think you're saying it right. Learning should be joy. And Mm -hmm. when we're putting in this kind of a frame that is so hardcore... And it's so painful. I mean, it just felt painful. She didn't. The little girl did not seem like she was having fun. She no. was very procedural, very no. computer-like, yeah. Yeah. very driven. And obviously she was like 
really molded into that. And she's very obedient and she's following through because obviously she's been sculpted that way. But I just feel like a very rigid and I don't feel the joy. And childhood is about two things, playing and learning. And like you're saying, that the learning can actually, those two things can happen together. It's a joyful experience. And that's what's concerning about it here. And at some point when you as a parent are not there with the ruler, you know, making sure that these things are, are lined up and the kid is out of that context, they don't have any internal yeah. motivation to pursue it because they were just taught to learn for the external, I want the spelling bee or whatever external kind of motivators not because i i learn i love learning internally mm -hmm. and that's developed in a different style i don't really it's important to develop discipline mm -hmm. i get it you know you do need discipline every day at so and so time we're going to read 20 minutes i get that kind of con you know habits that are important to instill but that's a different thing right than that rigid disciplinarian with a ruler you gotta you know you you almost feel it you almost feel like she has a ruler and she's gonna like bang on her knuckles if you like i almost get this picture you know of it's like oh i'm scared of you so yeah and you know my favorite teachers are are the ones that said you got three right not 97 wrong you know what i'm saying yes of yeah, course yeah, yeah. because Focus there's hope for me there's hope in exactly. having three right yeah. yeah there's no hope in having 97 wrong no. you know and my son knows, and my kids always know, you can do and ask for anything you want in this house, but you cannot come in here and tell me that you can't do something because you haven't even asked me to help. Hmm. And I'm the less intelligent person in this house. And if I'm willing to help, then you got a shot. You know? Yeah, well, uh, amazing way to go about it, Mikey O. I'll, I'm going to apply that in my life as well, okay? So okay. I yeah. tell you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. I have a teenager right now, and it's a revolution, let me tell you right now. So um, so I appreciate you sh sharing that with us. Moving forward, we didn't hear this, Dr. Alicia. We didn't hear this in the skit. But what if Rafaela, or another child or parent, teases your child for not being at a certain level? And unfortunately, this happens. I've witnessed it, that some people can be very heartless trying to use intelligence against you, you know what I mean? How do you reassure your child's spirit, man? Make it, it, it could be affected if they feel like, like they're dumb or something. We'll talk about it. First, don't assume that they are affected by it. Like, just start, hey, you know, what do you think about what happened here? Mm -hmm. Just have a little bit of conversation. But other, other, also, let's expand our worldview about what intelligence is. So intelligence is the grades, yeah, okay, that's the academic, that's the brainy part. But also we know from a lot of studies that there's lots of things, you know, there's street smarts. Some kids are just more kinetic, like we've talked about before, mm -hmm. more spatial, more in the arts. There's different ways to express intelligence, and it's not just book learning. So we need to highlight what the strengths are of our children and, and bring that to bear, and not just highlight that it's about memorizing one aspect of it. Some kids are just brilliant with sports. Others are just amazing with music. So there's an inclination of different strengths, and so it's not just about the grades. The grades are important. We're not trying to undermine them, but if it's just about the trophy at the end of the spelling bee, that's a very limited view of, of intelligence, and so we want to expand that and, and give our children a little bit more of awareness of what their strengths are and, mm -hmm. and bring that to bear. Well, I'm going to share a little bit of a quick fact here. From birth to age 11, children's neurological system develops. So that means that at age 11, the brain seems to retire neural pathways that are not used. Kind of the use it or lose it concept. I don't know if you heard of it. But many parents use this as a reason to enroll their kids in music, arts, language, etc., so that they can develop or start learning before the age of 11. Hmm. And then the pressure can grow from there. Let's listen to this next skit. That's what this is about. It's called Riddle Me This. You can see me in the water, but I never get wet. What am I? I don't know. A rock? No, no. Think. 
I am thinking rocks don't absorb water. The outside of a rock would get wet. One more time. Think. You can see me in the water, but I never get wet. What am I? Mm, pass. No, you. A reflection. A what? You're you're like when you look in a mirror, you know, your reflection in the water. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> Next one. The shorter I am, the bigger I am. What am I? Uh, a rock? No, no, none of these are rocks. What's going on? Dad's trying to make me smarter. What? We're studying. For what? Jonah, go play. Okay. Not too long. Be back in ten minutes, okay? Ed, honey, cool it. It's easy for you to say. You didn't see his competition at the spelling bee today. Rafaela? Gosh, she was like a computer. Or a monster. Or a, like a monster computer. She's a child, Ed. And so is Jonah. He's a sponge. Look, this book says Jonah's curiosity is at a pivotal point of development. He should be starting to understand riddles and puns, developing a, a unique point of view, a competitive sense. You should have seen him at the spelling bee. He wasn't competitive at all. He didn't even care. Looks like you cared enough for the both of you. Honestly, I don't know if it's a bad thing that he's so easygoing. I'm sure it's fine. I don't want him to be fine. I want him to be resplendent. What's that? It's the word he lost on today. Ed, <laughs> lighten up, dude. We can get together a plan for the summer if you want. Keep him active, but take it easy. He's doing fine in school. He has hobbies. There's nothing wrong with letting himself direct a little. Okay. What was that last riddle again? The shorter I am the bigger I am. <laughs> Easy. You know what it is? Of course. Maybe you should be working harder not to lose it. That's right. A temper. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll try to cool down. Oh, the answer was temper. I thought it was a rock. <laughs> it's never... Never mind. Alrighty then. I don't know how I feel about Dad here, about Ed. He's getting he's getting on my nerves a little bit. <laughs> it seems like his son is becoming some kind of project. Goodness gracious, so much pressure. Dr. Alicia, what can this do if this continues on? What can this do to Jonah? Think about it. What would it do to you as a parent? I mean, I'm already annoyed. I'm already annoyed here. <laughs> I think you know the answer to that one. I mean, it's it's frustrating. And then that's when you start seeing kids rebel. And especially if it's against, you know, if you have a child that's bent on obedience, they might follow along and play along mm -hmm. for a very long time until something just hits and they just explode and then they rebel against it. But that much pressure, it's kind of like a soda pop that's closed and then you shake it and then you open it one day and it just explodes. Yeah. And not only that, what is that doing to their connection, to their relationship, mm -hmm. and just, right? By the way, it could explode in terms of aggression, but also it could implode in terms of depression. Yes. So, mm. yeah. Now, Mikey, can you relate to this experience? No, Dad needs a hug. That guy, <laughs> he, no, I say, olvídate. He needs a hug. You know, he needs a slice of flan, un cafecito, right? calmate. Un beso. Algo. <laughs> no, he needs a hug. I mean, if I, if I knew that brother and that was a friend of mine, I'd say, bro, let's get together for a drink, man. Calmate. You know. Yeah. Perspective. Um, yeah, because that's my dude. That's my... Uh, Tweenager, you call them? Mm -hmm. yes. that what you, say? That's, you know what I'm saying? I got to deal with her. You know what I mean? Yep. And Or him. I, I mean, I say, listen, my daughter is 26 years old. I mean, it, that did not go smooth all the way through. You know what I mean? That's my kid, and that's my daughter. And so I, we got to figure this out. But I cannot come down on, 
on that kid that way. I don't think I could. Yeah, I'm, I'm not happy with Ed's his name. Ed. Yeah, Ed. Yeah, Ed needs to come to my show. <laughs> Front row. Sit down. Enjoy some laughs. No, de verdad. You know. Yeah. And remember again. You know, these are your kids. Although there are experts, and no offense to the experts, mm -hmm. but uh, you got to figure it out in your own home. If you got three or four kids, you know, imagine that. You've got to have. You got to have a formula for for four kids. Yeah. A common formula, ¿me entiende? Yeah. Pero you know, I mean, there's one that needs the correazo the belt and I don't mean that for real I'm just saying there's one that needs to the sternness and then mm -hmm. there's one that needs a little bit more love yeah real quick story really really quick mm -hmm. we signed them up for soccer and so we were used to the little kickers ay que lindo kicking 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 and then we realized he's ready for the next level of soccer uh -huh. so what do we do I'm Puerto Rican mm -hmm. I don't know the difference so I sign him up for a Ecuadorian soccer team where a seven-year-old is almost playing professionally. Yep. And he is getting knocked down in the field and kicked and beat up and taken an absolute beating. And I could see it in him that he was taking a beating. Wow. Of course, I blamed his mother. That's a start there. Always blame mom. <laughs> but no, no. But, but no, but no, but I'm saying I pulled them off of that because these kids were not only were not only were the parents insane, the kids were insane. That was just an extension of the parents pressure on these seven year olds to play soccer at another level. Yeah. He was literally getting elbowed and beat up. That's okay. We'll pass on soccer at that level. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was just a different experience. But you see, you were able to catch that. Yeah. And, and pull him out. Did he really like soccer or he was just doing it because he thought it was fun and then just not? No, we put him into that situation. Yeah, you yeah. put him we, in We put him in that situation. We we figured we didn't go through the steps. And so and so somebody said there's a wonderful league. And they were wonderful. These mm -hmm. kids were amazing players. Mm -hmm. Top notch soccer oh, yeah. players. I mean, yeah. I think they were like number two in their league. Mm -hmm. Well, think about that. We took them from novice to expert because we thought, you know, uh -huh. and uh, we set them up. That was me. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go play with these kids. These kids are great. These kids are great. But we didn't teach them. The in between between novice. You went you know, straight yeah. to them. So I laugh at that today because I'm like, <laughs> what was I thinking? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pero que, you know. You know, one one thing to rescue from the story is that the dad is trying to teach the son, and yeah. I think that that is mm -hmm. a good thing. Mm -hmm. It's just being able to recognize when you need to pull out a little of the intensity you know that intensity because it's more about you and you're the one that needs perspective so you need to yeah. or you know let's say it's just a normal dad and son homework scenario like let's say not say it's the spelling bee and I have you know an ulterior plan to have my son be the star of the world mm -hmm. okay let's just say it's just you're sitting down doing homework and you get frustrated as a dad or a mom because you just can't seem to figure out how to do these math problems with them or whatever I mean that happens so many times so at that point what do you do as a parent you're getting frustrated and flustered and your teaching style starts becoming very harsh and demanding, pull out, go outside and shoot some hoops, do something that's a break for both of you to relax and then you can go back and attack the situation. So sometimes, you know, just being able to do something different mm -hmm. gets you a little bit more clear-headed and you get more perspective. Everybody comes back and they're refreshed and they have a, just a new mindset. Instead of like, ah, oh, this information is going to go into your brain right now, <laughs> the hard way. Yeah. And then the response, the, the response from the kids is probably going to be different from kid to kid, right? Yeah. yeah. I have three kids. My middle boy, I'm thinking about him. He's seven today. He's for his oh, birthday. Oh, happy today. birthday! Happy yeah. birthday to Nathaniel. But I know he's one that if he doesn't understand something and I'm trying to, he's like, oh, he gets frustrated. And he'll he'll let me know. Mm -hmm. But then what happens to somebody like my my youngest daughter Daniela? If I tell her to do something and she sees that I like what she's doing, that I'm pleased, then she'll try to go along. Mm -hmm. What happens if Noah continues down this path 
of doing these different tasks that obviously he doesn't like, but his dad likes. What happens in the long term? You know, and like you said, every child is different in every circumstance, but kids become master manipulators and they know how to work the system mm. and they know how to pretend and play the game. And then we've talked about it in different podcasts, how kids know how to play this, you know, in one scenario, they're one way. And then their kid that has an alternative life on the other side because they know how to play it and they become great deceptive folks and they just kind of know how to be the good child with you and then also do that and the other. So it's interesting to see that play out. I mean, you got to kind of really hone in on your child and and check in with them because, yeah, the good children, the ones that play the good, you know, I'm going to be the good girl or the good boy. That's great, right? For us, a parent, you're like, oh, yay, hooray. I have it easy. They're being very obedient. But they're the ones that we have to be very mindful because they know then how to play the system sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then maybe later on become no, it's not every Yeah, it's not every child, mm-hmm. but I've seen it oftentimes that they're the they have that, that corner mm-hmm. in the world. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's kinda they become really good at playing two roles. Great. All right. Well, so far so good. Great conversation. Now uh, we have our next skit, and this is called Special Delivery. Listen up everyone. Hello, ma'am. This is your delivery driver. Your pizza's arrived. All right. Hello. Hi, honey. Where are the girls? They just fell asleep. What? They were exhausted, honey. They had four hours of dance, and then we spent the afternoon at the pool. I know you wanted to see them. Well, yeah. It's been, what, three days now I've missed them? Maybe this can be your last month in delivery. Then you'd just have two jobs. You know, that'd be enough, wouldn't it? No, I need to keep this through the summer. Okay. Well, the girls love you for it. They wouldn't be able to do ballet without you. It's worth it. I just miss them. Promise me you'll call earlier next time, will you? I could have come an hour ago, brought us all a quick dinner. There was so much going on. I'm really sorry. Why don't you come in for a second? I can't. We're short. Another driver. I have to get back to the store. Just grab a cup of coffee for the road. I'm good. You know, it's already made. Just let me get you a cup. Here. All right. Close the door, would you? Sure. What's that? Christine, the girls are asleep. Shouldn't you turn it down? Hi, Hi, Daddy. We're still awake. (laughs) What? What are you two doing awake? You're supposed to be asleep. Did you trick me? (laughs) Did you surprise me? (laughs) To say thank you for all the hard work, the girls have prepared a dance piece just for you called The Pizza Man. (laughs) What? Ready, girls? Yep. Positions? That's not the right position. Over there. Okay, ready. Five, six, seven, eight. (laughs) Oh, this is amazing. I love it. Wow, I don't know. I just felt like this uh, knot in my... Mm-hmm. Throw it right now. I felt like, uh, are you sure this is this is not Omar? <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Uh, I, I felt like I was listening to myself, so to speak. So we have Dwight, a daddy who has a third job just to try to make ends meet and make enough money for the ballet classes, which we all know is not cheap nowadays mm-hmm. for his little girls. Uh, he's surprised by a special ballet performance. Beautiful gesture. But he also mentioned he'd be working the rest of the summer to be able to cover all the costs. Now, I find myself in that situation sometimes. Unfortunately, I don't have my daughter living with me, but I go that extra mile to try to cover all the little things that she likes to do, you know, her swimming, her outside activities that she's doing right now. I feel that I do miss out sometimes, Dr. Alicia. 
yeah. um, because some of the things that she does is like during the week or I'm at work and she's doing her thing yeah. or on the weekends I'm doing baseball games yeah. and she's doing something else. And it's not because I don't want to be there. It's because mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I have what it takes that financially speaking exactly that I'm providing for her. So yeah. I feel like I'm missing out. Is Dwight missing out? How many of us don't want to be 100% all the time in our children's lives yeah, and, be, and not miss those moments? You know, I was surprised at the skit that it took that turn of the girls and the mom, you know, getting together and figuring out a way of giving back, no? Of being able to be present in mm-hmm. the dad. And oftentimes what you hear is the other story. Oh, my dad was never there for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, she didn't show up. And of course, you want your dad to be present in those very special moments and those, or your mom to be present in those things that are very memorable and celebratory. As, as a kid, I would have met, you know, you, that's important, you know, show up at the high school graduation and those kinds of things. You mm-hmm. want that. But I love it that this get, took the turn of understanding that that's not always possible because reality is we got to provide and not everybody has the luxury of being able to pull away and have mm-hmm. flexibility and, and get out of the job. When a dad is able to do it and step up to the plate and make it happen, that's amazing and that's great. I like it that the mom, you know, stepped out and didn't just do the script of, oh, you're a no-show, you should have been here, why didn't you do, you know, that kind of script. Mm -hmm. Instead said, let me kind of be creative so that you could be a part of this experience. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's something that parents can learn from that. We don't always have to just adopt the script of you're not here. We can, as kids or even, you know, moms or, you know, or dads, whoever it is that's not working, can think of creative ways to be involved. Because the situation is that life is expensive and, you know, Mm -hmm. people do have to have jobs each time, you know, does a dad have the opportunity to just pull away? The financial constraints and the hardships mm-hmm. do require reality. I will also say, though, that sometimes we go overboard as parents and we also just want to give them everything and every opportunity. And we don't have to. It's great for them to, for us to choose one or two things for them to have experience. Mm-hmm. But I do see sometimes the parents are making way too many sacrifices to put them in things that are just exorbitantly too much. So we have to weigh that out as well, I think. Well, mom did a great job. I, I, I was I was moved. Yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness. She, she made sure that he was there uh, mm-hmm. through his job, but he mm-hmm. was able to capture that moment. Yeah. Mikey, you go on tour and you're yeah. always ma- uh, doing uh, shows. How do you create that balance? Yeah, you know, so first of all, thank God for moms who are aware of what dad is doing. All moms who take that extra step to say, because, you know, I'm, I don't know if it's or like dads. this or, no, yeah. or, or dads, yeah, <laughs> but it, it, no, well, yeah, and so, or dads, yeah, and, you know, I'm sure Omar knows, like in my case, Monday and Tuesday are my Friday and Saturday, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and that's just the way it is. There's nothing I can do about that. The other thing I can do about that is not work. And so, like, for example, Mikey, uh, my son uh, already knows that Thursday through Sunday after six o'clock, it's, it's game over. But, I did a play where I was in the theater for 70 nights mm-hmm. and mom bought him to the theater on all my breaks. Awesome. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. on all, not every night, but as often as she could, she bought him to the theater on all my breaks. There was nothing else we could do. Otherwise, let me just tell you something. Imagine 70 nights without seeing him. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? And so Omar, you know, the story, you'll get a gig and the gig doesn't have the best hours. And of course what happens, that's the day she's got to meet swim meet. That's the day he's got a trumpet recital, you know? Yeah. And that's where Skype comes yeah. in handy and videos yeah. and, oh, exactly. and yeah. all these things. Exactly. And, and I, I would never verbalize it, but unfortunately, Unfortunately, and the truth, I mean, we can't have those things if we're not at work. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But you can't tell a child that because a child doesn't understand that. A child knows children, everything to them is spelled time, you know, T-I-M-E. Yes. It's not. 
And I also think it's it's a balance. So if you're there and you're present enough significant times yeah. and you make that count and be quality. My dad was absent. He, he, he traveled a ton. And yet I don't feel that he was absent in my life. I thought he was very present yeah. because those moments when he was present, it was all in. Yeah. Yeah. So if you know, if you're going to have a life that is that crazy when you are there, just be all in. Don't be on the phone. You know, don't be distracted. Like, just put it away and really be all in so that that count time really counts because that's what they're going to remember as well. Yeah. Interesting you say that because uh, I had a situation where I was telling a friend of mine, you, and I'm not a therapist or nothing, but uh, his daughter was acting differently. And, and he just asked me the question. So I answered it. I'm like, stop taking your girlfriend to the soccer meets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Why are you taking your girlfriend to the soccer meet? Have your girlfriend do something else. Mm -hmm. The soccer meet, she wants her dad at the soccer meet. Mm -hmm. exactly. She wants her dad to see kick the ball. This other woman doesn't count at this moment. Mm -hmm. So uh, they broke up and they, it's my fault. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, but the relationship with the daughter no, doesn't matter. No, but I'm saying you. I mean, I'm like, you know, I, I, you know, I said, why, she, she doesn't want your girlfriend at the soccer meet. Yeah. She doesn't hate the, she wants your attention. Exactly. Right. So they're not but together. But you know, Omar was talking a little bit about kind of that guilt as a dad, you know, that you might feel because you want to oh, be able to be present and you miss guilt, yeah. him so much. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some boundaries that we can also figure out. So I don't want to excuse parents all completely because it's, you know, we have a full-time schedule and we, we need to provide, I think that's important. But I do know in my own life that if I don't make some boundaries, mm -hmm. the work life will take over. I mean, it will completely take over because so there are points that you kind of have to do some check-ins and figure out how to, to the extent that you have control, create some boundaries around that. Um, so it is like you said, Mikey, you have to, as a parent, work together, collaborate and kind of figure out how to make it work and, and look at it from situation to situation. But if you've got some boundaries or that you can build around your life that can help you be there when it counts or make sure you're present. I think that's important. Just to give you an example, I, one of the things that I do faithfully is I come home when I am here and I'm, it's like office. I leave the work at five. I'm like, I don't schedule stuff mm -hmm. after that if, as much as possible. Why? Because I want to be home and make dinner. What do I do? I work after um, in the evening just because I want to be home during that time. And yeah. I've made that a tradition. I could totally be in the office till 7 or 8 p.m. I mean, the work doesn't stop. Yes. But that's just a boundary I keep for myself. That's not the luxury that everybody has. Yeah. But sometimes you do have within your realm, you can create some habits and some systems and some boundaries that yeah. could help you protect that family time. Yeah, this show's about to take a serious twist here because we implemented <laughs> about when he was three years old, we implemented, as soon as he could talk, we implemented accidentally something called underwear day. Okay. And that's, and that's just where we walk around in our underwear all day. I'm going to stress you. Yeah, underwear. That's it. No, no. I mean, and, I, and I'm telling uh -huh. you, so like, there are no rules today. And he would say, you know, his mom would say something to him and he'd say, no, there's no rules today, mom. And we would just literally, you know, walk around the house, no shoes on, eating bowl of cereal, spaghetti all over the place, you nice. know. You know nice. what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. that was the kickback day. Because I said, you know, you say the rest of the week, this kid's under like, you got to go here at two, you got to go here at three, you got to go here at four, you got to go here at five, you know? Exactly. So we have, and to this day, we joke about it, you know, even though we don't strip down anymore. Uh, <laughs> but we say, it's, it's Mike, we're not doing anything Sunday, it's underwear day. He already knows we're going to chill. We're going to play video games. We're going to eat pizza. We're not doing anything. We're going to crank call people. We're going to have a great time. You know what I mean? You're making the time. You're planning for it. And I'm sure the kids are looking forward well, to it Well, because the well. guilt is so consuming. <laughs> yeah, it Aww. is. That you got to get, it, it is. You yeah. got to get creative. You're like, you gotta, oh my God, this poor kid. And, yeah. You know. no, well, that's where I'm at right now. I got to react to the guilt and uh, do everything that I can within my power uh, yeah. to hang out with the kid a lot more. Right before we close up here, I just wanted to say thank you for spreading the joy that you do. Mm -hmm. Thank you for making people 
people laugh. Oh, thanks, man. At this time and moment when we need more of that. Yeah. Yeah. And personally, thank you for what you did in La Habana, Madrid. That was just amazing. I don't know if you guys had a chance to see that play. I went by myself, <laughs> sat on top and was just as soon as this man mm. went on stage he sent me back to the 1960s oh thanks man when the uh, Puerto Ricans arrived and the Los Colombianos and everybody else in Carpaccio it's just an amazing story and yeah. I hope that it comes back to Chicago again so congrats gracias muchas gracias thank you yeah thanks for amazing. your support appreciate that uh, well thank you so much both of you for being with us do you have any closing comments your kids are awesome bring that out in them Kids love love to feel like they can shine and just bring it on in them. Who cares if they fail? That's the name of the game. Who cares? It's to learn from that. That's all. Doctor? Just to pick up on what he said is teaching them to get up quickly. You mm-hmm. know, that that's resilient. That we're going to definitely fall, but resilience is how quickly can we get up. So let's help them quickly get up in life so that they're able to bounce off whatever things are thrown on their way. They're able to, to fight head on and push forward and continue to grow. Love Good it. Stuff. Well, no, I don't want to say goodbye, but we are running out of time. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and jump over to this. We'd like to extend an invitation for everybody to download the app through the iTunes. The app is called The Struggle is Real. A lot of people are doing it. I have it on my smartphone, on my iPhone. So please do that today if you can. That's right. We also have supporting resources. You can find those on our Family Bridges app as well. Adding to that, check out our blogs, tips, and more on social media using the hashtag TheStruggleIsRail or simply hashtag TSIR. And of course, we don't want to go without letting us know, Mikey, where can people find you yeah, and your shows? Absolutely. MikeyOComedy.com for comedy and then for theater and music and comedy, MikeOKendall.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here Muchas again. Gracias. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Veronica Avila. And this is Omar Ramos. Till next time. This was The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. For more ideas on parenting, get your copy of The Struggle is Real by Drs. Paul Meyer and Alicia Laos on FamilyBridgesUSA.com. Family Bridges.